0: The church as i know i've missed it and it's just a great thing to have and i thank you for it to just allow us to be able to meet and i pray as dan comes up with his message whatever the message may be that it'll just be a great message for us to start out this year with and as well and as we say and in jesus name we pray amen all right let me share just a couple of quick things First of all, I've um, met a, quite a few of y'all tonight, uh, and it's your first time here. We're glad that you're here. There's, there's, this is a night where our sixth graders are in here for the very first time. Let's just give them a big hand. they don't stand up. We're, we're glad they're here. And I need y'all as a group to do something for me for this year, and y'all do this well most of the time. And, and uh, I'm saying it just because I sort of want them to hear it, uh, uh, but you, you, you know it. But can I ask y'all as a group, youth group? I think y'all are very, very. I think in a lot of ways, y'all are a very strong group, and and you look out for folks, and I, I appreciate that a lot. But can y'all look out for the sixth graders, especially this year? Look out for them. Let this place be a safe place um, for them. That that's important. Uh, we we live in a world where there's not a whole lot of really safe places that we that we can go to. And our one of our goals in this youth group is that you know what? Let's make this a safe place where someone can just come. And be themselves and they're not mocked or made fun of. I mean, if we mock people, y'all'd be y'all would do that to me all the time, right? If you are that type and I'd have to punch you in the face. Um <coughs> so anyway, we won't go there. Um but you know, look look sorry, sweetheart. Sorry, babe. You look great and green, it brings out your eyes. Okay. Thanks, babe. Thank you, thank you. <coughs> um, anyways, now I've totally lost where I was going with that. Thank you, sweetheart. <coughs> um uh so yeah. Let's look out for the sixth graders uh, and look out for the rest of the group too, but look out for them especially, because uh, y'all are a scary group of people. I mean, no, I mean, can you brush your teeth more or something? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Some of you, I'm kidding. Um, <clears throat> one more thing is that we uh, are serious when we come into this place about just trying to teach the word of God. And I am I will be the first to tell you, I'm not the great expositor or teacher or preacher of the word Um but that's not what's important. What's important is what we teach, and that's the Word of God. And even if I could be the the most non-fluent guy in the world, which I sort of can be at, at some nights, um, God can still use this to change your life, and He wants to use this to change your life. But let me encourage you to bring your Bible to this place. Wednesday nights, you go, well, I come here straight from school. Great. Take it to school first. Whoa! You're allowed to do that. Someone say, oh, I don't think we're allowed. Yes, you are. Um, no one can force you to, to to take it but you on your own can take it to school on your own and actually read it some in school not like in the middle class but we'll talk more about that later that's for a different message okay are we good bring your Bibles some of you have been saying that for five years and you're like oh okay I'll start next week and you're like yeah I love you you just you just keep doing it. good job Isaac thank you be like I Isaac here people today we are in the book of Ephesians is done. You're like, we can't say Ephesians anymore. We're done with that book. We, it t- only took us like nine months to get through the book of Ephes- Ephesians. Now, we're for but tonight we're just going to do we'll be in, in this book for just for one night, and it's the book of Philippians. Everybody say Philippians. Philippians. Now, l- let me share a story with you. I was at a youth camp. It wasn't ours. It was a different one. I'd gone three weeks before our camp to the North Jacks camp just to see how they were. were going to do their camp, Josh. Revis was the speaker at their camp, and he preached at their camp the same thing he preached at our camp. So it was a chance for me to see Josh, speak to him a little bit about our camp that was com- coming up. Well, another youth guy that was there that wasn't a part of that church uh, that had just gotten back from his youth camp himself. And he came up to me and said, man, I know you've been do- doing this a long time. I've got, I've got a, a message I've got to bring tonight, and I've got nothing and uh, and I've never been there before because I'm always so prepared. Um, but he said I've got nothing, and it's for tonight. Has uh, there anything like back from camp? There's any pet, Can you give me some help? And I said, no. Um, I, I you know, and, and I said I just don't. I don't have anything on me. I don't have anything. There's nothing. I've like it's my go-to each year. This is what I'm going to preach. Um, but as their band began to play, and they did their own camps camp service. I just started to look around to sort of to help this guy out. He was doing some stuff to lead during that day, so he wasn't really going to have time to prepare at all. And as I sat there and Josh, I don't know if y'all remember camp, Josh preached on on courage. Well, I, I totally ignored Josh the first time he preached it for me. Sorry, I was doing this, this thing where I was hunting for this guy. Uh, I was sitting in the same room. But in the time that Josh preached that, I wrote a sermon out from Philippians 3. On, on, we're back from camp, we're, we're going back to school, what now? And that's what I've got for you t- tonight. Now, good news is, I just didn't take what I wrote that day and go, okay, I won't look at this again until I'm in front of the group, because then I'd be really lost. And, and But I really felt like God put something on my heart there to help this guy out, but also for us. And I'm excited about what we've got to hear tonight. Not because I'm that great at it, but I think God is that great, that he's got a word specific for you whether you're an, a youth or an adult, whatever age you are in this room, he wants you to hear this and get this loud and clear. Are you with me tonight? You're with me? You're, okay, I, I'll take five of you. That, that That's enough. I said, Lord, as long as there's five, and there's five. We're going to start this out. And have you ever had a pep talk before, right? You can do it. Yeah, you can do it. You know, you've had that pep talk where someone... Yep, you know, Finn hasn't. Finn's like, no one's ever given me a pep talk. Um, Sorry, Finn. Someone give him a hug later. Not right now. <coughs> I'll give you a hug later, bro. Uh, and But, a pe- you know, pep talks are great. And there's a lot of mov- mov- movies I can think of Uh, that I flashback. The in- Independence Day is a movie where the, the president stands up. I've used this before where he stands up and says, Today, you no, know, he says all this great spiel. And I can't repeat it all. I don't know what word for word. But it says, Today is our. It's like, ah! Well, where we're at right here, Paul's giving a pep talk. And it's not a shallow, light thing, but it's like a, hey, this is a big deal. Now, you might go, well, I still don't understand what you're saying. Well, there's a little video that I want you to watch. Um, It's two minutes long, and it's some movie pep talks. Some of you have seen this before at my camp three or four years ago. Uh, I'm bringing it back
1: will you fight
0: no we will run and we will live
1: shame on
2: you this could be the greatest night of our lives but you're gonna let it be the worst
0: and i guarantee a week won't go by in your life you won't regret walking out letting them
2: get the best of you well i'm not going home
0: you too far! And I'm going to stay right here and fight for this lost cause. A day may come
1: when the courage of men fails. But it is not this day. The line
3: must be drawn here. This far, no farther.
4: I'm not saying it's going to be easy.
3: You're gonna work harder than you ever worked before. But that's fine, we'll just get tough with it! If a person grits his teeth and
2: shows real determination.
3: Failure is not an option. That's how winning is done. Believe me when I say we can break this army here.
0: And win just one for the Gipper.
1: But I say to you, what every warrior has known since the beginning of time, you've got to get mad! I mean, plumb mad dog mean. If you would be free men,
2: then you must fight! To fulfill that
1: promise, let us
2: cut
3: out their living guts one inch at a time.
2: And they will know what we
3: can do. Let no man forget how menacing we are. We are lions. You're like a big
0: bear, man. This is your time. Seize the day. Never surrender.
5: Victory or death.
0: Batch, they the Chicago me.
1: Who's with me? Clap, clap, don't
5: all right, let's fly. I'm a in England. Now our bed shall
3: know. Oh, My name is the law. But I tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our Independence Day.
0: Y'all get what I'm saying now? Inspirational talk, something just to to wake you up. Uh, And a lot of times in the war scenes, uh, it's just that movie thing just to stir your heart to go. It's time. It's wake up and do this. So what I'm going to ask you to turn to Philippians 3 right now, and we're going to start sort of in the middle a little bit. We're going to start in verse 12. I'm going to ask you to stand with me as we read this together. There's quite a bit. Just follow along with me. Uh, don't repeat at, after me, because we'll be here all night, that's the case. Um, but just sort of follow along with me here, beginning in verse 12. This is what it says. It says, not that I've al- already obtained this or am already p- perfect, but I press on to make it my own. Because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press press on towards the goal for uh, for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, join in imitating me, and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself those nice sound effects there that wasn't me let's pray and then we'll continue dear God we thank you for your word we thank you that you don't leave us alone uh, but you pursue us and you fight for us and you love us and help, help help us to live for you with all that we have with all that we are in Jesus name we pray amen all right, did did we mute, mute the computer? Yeah, perfect, good job. No, that was all me. That wasn't her, that was me. Our computer's been doing some weird stuff. We're back from seven weeks It's gonna do this. Okay, um, it starts here in verse 12. Okay, are are you ready? We're gonna run through this. Are you ready? You're still with me? Okay, it says this in verse 12. Not that I've already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ, Jesus has made me his own What has he not obtained yet? There's a question. It's referring to something here. We're going to jump back real quick and take a look at it. I may not have it on the screen. That's okay. I'll just read this. It's in Philippians chapter 3 verse 4. And it said this. Paul writes this right before where we're at. He says this. If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee. That means, you know what? I got it all right. I did it. I lived by the law. I was raised right. I was a, a person of God's pe- people, and, and I, I lived it right. Let's look. What else he says? As to zeal, a persecutor of the church. He said, I was a Jew, and I was living out my faith with everything that I had. And it says this, as to r- a right- a righteousness under the law, blameless. And I lived the Ten Commandments. I, I lived it out. I did everything that that was right. And this is what he says in verse seven: This guy who did everything right. I don't know about you, but I don't do everything right. You know, when I think about Dan, man, I, I wish I did everything, but I don't. And this is what he says: The guy who does everything right. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. In, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God that depends on faith. That I may know him in the power of his resurrection that I may share his suffering, becoming like him in his death. What does he not obtained yeah, and this is what he's talking about he, he says you know what in this life so far I've not obtained completeness in Christ I don't have righteousness all throughout pure righteousness I'm not complete and that's what he says in the beginning of verse 12 if you look at it again it says not that I've already obtained this what's this This completeness ma- totally mature faith in Christ um, he, he's not there he says I'm not there I'm not already perfect I don't have it but I press on to make it my own. Um, there, there, There's a guy in a, a com, com, commentary named G.W. Hansen that wrote this. He he said, the authenticity of faith in Christ cannot be measured only by the intensity of one's initial decision for Christ. Receiving Christ, he says, is a lifetime. Okay, it's not the initial. Well, just because when you don't get it all when you say, well, I put my faith in Christ you know what, I, I, I really believe I gave my heart and life to Christ and, and, and he has ch- changed me. You're not finished yet. Paul says, hey, I've done all this stuff right and I'm not finished yet. Some of you may have had a fantastic summer and I hope that you have. But can I tell you this without a doubt? You are not finished yet. You are not near finished and you're not going to be finished in this lifetime. Okay? So the the first thing, um, first point, and, and I've got eight words to make up four points, okay, eight words making up four points should be able to, to stick stick with these, as well, first point is this, you've not arrived, that's not the phrase I want, so press on, you're not a, you've not arrived, you're not there yet, so press on, what does that mean That means you're going where God says to go. And even when, if we were to cut off all the lights in here and tape it up so there's no light in this room, you keep going to where you were going until you can see light again and adjust yourself. You don't stop in the dark. You keep going. You press on. Now, let's read verses again, 12 through 15. Not that I've already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Now, some of you, can I tell you this? And you're even youth, and you know some youth will say to me, no, you don't understand what I've done. I don't know if God can forgive me. Can I tell you this? You don't understand how big my God is, and he can forgive anything that you have ever done. He is that big. He is that great. He is that grand. Do not put him in a box, because he, he's, he's God. He's Creator of all. And you go, I just. And sometimes we just can't forgive ourselves to move forward. But it says right there, forgetting what lies behind. Don't let it hold you down. Strain forward to what lies ahead. Keep going. He says, um, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God and Christ Jesus. Verse twelve. It says, Press on. Verse 13, it says, straining forward. Verse 14, it says, press on. Do you get what he's he's saying there? He's saying, hey, hey, it's a pep talk right here in its greatest way, going, hey, go. Keep going where you're going. You've not arrived. So press on, point one. You got it? What's point one? Press on. Very good. Point two, look at verse 16. It says this. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, join in imitating me and k- keeping your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. Point two, first, point one is press on. Point two is hold true. Everybody say hold true. Hold true. Okay, and what you're going to hold true to is what you've gained, learned, Experienced or shared in—that's what he said. He's, te- he's and these are things in God and in Christ. He wants you to hold true to it. Okay. Do you remember? And this is the, this this could you might go well. This doesn't really apply to me, but it, it's, it's going to apply to everybody in this room if you've ever been to church or had anything spiritual happen in your life. Okay, and you've seen maybe God move in some way, w- whether you were eight or twelve or sixteen or 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 30, do you remember a commitment that you may have made the past year? Or a time when um, it could have been you're in big church. That's what we call church over there, big church. This is the edge on the way. That's big church. And Pastor Mike preached, and God spoke to you about something that was real. And you said, you know what? I need to adjust what I'm doing in my life and go this way, full out. Do you remember a time... um, that maybe you were with your mom and dad and y'all, y'all are doing family devotions together and something they said clicked, whether they shared a story about their life in God or something that they taught that clicked and you went, oh, okay, yeah, that, that's what I want my life to be about. Do you remember a time the Lord could do it? You were maybe even in the edge, this room right here and some stuttering guy was up here and what he said one night sort of made sense and God used that to affect your life the past year. Do you remember, for some of you, there was a lot of hands that went up that went to a camp this summer, whether it was our our camp or some uh, 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 other camp, and you saw God, real, great, in his glory, and you, you were like, there's no doubt that God, do you remember, or a commitment that you made at a camp? He says in verse 16, only let us hold true to what we've attained, Sometimes we've got to stop and think in the quiet, man, what have I attained this year? And what what have I learned? Um, because the truth is we haven't arrived. And the truth is I think you learn, you know, I thought when I was a teenager, when I put my faith in Christ, I was 16 at the time, about to turn 17. I thought, yeah, I've got most of this stuff down and I'm good. But as I think I've grown cl- closer to God, sometimes I feel Further away from him, not because I've fallen back, but I think I've understood how big and grand and great He is, and and how how many times I fall short when I didn't get it b- before. He says, "Hold true to what you attained." Um. Can I tell y'all y'all something? Um. I hope for you for this year that you have real conversations with your peers with your parents, um, with leaders or folks that you respect. And a real conversation to me is this, one that um, can change can change your life, one that might be talking about the greatness of God. So many times we have talks that are just light and airy, and we may talk for hours and they don't mean a thing. But all of a sudden you talk about what Christ has done in your life or your heart or what it means to live for God, and you're trying to do it, but you can't. You're talking with a friend, and it's, and it's real talk. Do you all know what I'm saying? Man, I'm praying I need that in my own life. Man, we as adults we act like we don't need it. We need it probably more than you all do. Um, as the years go by, you learn to put up walls, and there's fewer people you sort of tend to trust. And we need to learn to 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 to, to trust them. He says, "Hold true to what you have gained." I've got a list here, and there's no names on on this list, but I want to share it with with you some, just to remind you. You go, know, what are what are commitments that we talk about? I've got a list of commitments that occurred at our camp for this year. Let me just read a few of them. Uh, Put my faith in Christ. Put my faith in Christ. Take a stand for Christ and live with conviction. Uh, Repent from habitual sin. Uh, Repent from hate towards others or petty feelings. Uh, Just giving God sins that I struggle with trying to understand how to love the word of God and live it out in my relationships and personal str- str- struggle to share Christ with others, uh, relationships, um, um, to overcome a problem with drinking, uh, uh, quit making idols more important than God, uh, salvation in Christ, being wise in my friendships, Uh, ability to share my faith and for it to make sense, Uh, just a confirmation of my salvation, Um, too much, too fast, just a struggle, being wise to pick my friends, Lord, just to control my temper and earn the trust of others around me, Uh, personal struggle. They they came for prayer because they said, I'm the only believer in my home. Issues with parents, temptations that they have, repent from lying, repent from drinking, not trusting, uh, sin of disobedience and not wanting to follow direction, faith in Christ, Uh, not letting popularity rule me, once again, a faith in Christ. Being, having relationships to be ac- accountable with, uh, strength in my Christian walk, put my faith in Christ again, uh, lead others to Christ, um, let my mouth reflect who God is and not the world and what I say, uh, con- consistency in my walk with Christ, consistency in my time with God. Th- those are just decisions from, from one camp. It says there in verse six, 16, it says, um, and can I tell you, there's so many more that aren't on this list that weren't from our camp, some that were on a camp that we don't have on a list, but there's so many more that you live out and you experience day by day by day. And I hope you experience it in your home. And if you don't, I hope you experience it with, with your, your friends. And if you don't, I hope you experience it with the youth group, and I hope you experience it with your church and wherever you go, that God puts these this truth of faith in, 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 in front of you because he wants you to press on. He wants you to hold true to what you've attained. So can I tell you this? Hold, hold true to it. And there, there, there's a point to this, so y'all hang with me a little bit more. Uh, and, and, you know, in verse 17, he says, Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. Focus on friends, leaders, Parents, mentors who are living out their faith. How you go, I don't know how to just find people that are and, and walk beside them. Ask for their help. They don't have it all together. The ones that that really have it right will be the first to admit they don't have it all together. If they tell you they've, had, they've arrived and they've got it all together, run. Do you understand me? Because they don't. Press on. Hold true. Let's keep Keep going the next verse that says this in verse 18 for many of whom I've often told, told you and now tell, tell, tell you even with tears walk as enemies of the cross of Christ their end is destruction their God is their belly and their, their glory in their shame with mindset on earthly things press on hold true don't waver like I said when it gets dark Keep going where you knew the light was. Just keep going. Keep going. No, keep swimming. Dory, you had it right. Team Dory. Woo-hoo. Keep swimming. Just keep going. I've led, um, I know y'all think I'm like 26, but I'm not. Okay, I'll tell you the truth, I'm not. Uh, I've led 23 youth camps, okay? Uh, most of those were camps where I, I put it the camp on myself and just brought the whole group and brought in the band. And I've had an average, I estimate, of 15. 55 kids at each camp. Now, for 23 camps, that would make 1,265 youth that have been for a week to camp with me through the years. Now, some of those have gone more than once. So I just said, okay, let's just say it's two per time is the average. There's a lot of kids that just come once, but there's two per time, let's say, as an average. That means there are 633 students, youth, through the years that have gone to youth camp with me. Um, do you know how many of those students, and I will tell you this, I don't have a number, but I know it's more than half, that at that camp would talk to me and go, this was one of the best weeks of my life because for the first time or for a time in a very long time, I heard God. I know that he's real. I'm ready to face the world. I have got this. I'm taking this on. And and nothing's going to stop me. Nothing will stop. I'll be at camp next year, no doubt. Nothing will stop me. I'll be at church every week. I am on fire. Do you know how many of those kids have said that to me? Most of them have. Do you know how many kids have fallen away, and within a month or two months or three months or six months from 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 that camp, they're no longer even at the church I go to have led at. It's more than I can sometimes bear the thought of. And I'll I'll tell you this. Facebook can be a cool thing. It's something I hate because I see kids on there that I have seen with potential for Christ and to live it out who are running so far away from him, and I don't know if they ever really ever got it, and they probably didn't. And it it kills me because I had a chance to hold on to them, and I couldn't do enough. He says in verse 18, I'm in a whole different book now. He says, uh, for many of whom I've often told you and now tell you even with tears walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Do you understand that if you're not a child of God, you're an enemy of God? That you're in rebe- rebellion against God and you are a, a a tool, a worker of Satan if you're not a child of God? Do we understand that? And if you're, you think, man, I'm a believer. I'm just not living out my faith. Let's say that you are, but the Word of God says that there will be fruit. There, 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 there will be things in your life that will show that you're a believer in Christ. But say that you just struggle and you've struggled some. Do you understand that even in that life, you're living as an enemy of God? Even if if you you, you let's just say you're a child of God. Most that I've talked to, I would say, no, you're not. You just don't get it important this is don't waver well how do you do that well you press on well how do you do that you hold you hold true to what you've learned what you've heard who god is the world's going to try to beat you down hold true and don't waver you know the, the news is is sort of you know i don't remember as a kid as i'd watched the news it being as the every story being as horrific as they are nowadays. I just and maybe I just didn't get it as a kid. I I, I don't think it was as bad. I mean, they didn't show everything is bad, everything and it's sad stuff that's on the news with kid an eight eight year old girl that was was snatched and and beaten and abused a week ago, you know, twenty miles away from here. Um, and, and there's all this this, this stuff that's. That's just sad on the news. And, but if you look on the news, and y- y'all follow stars and people that are movie stars or rock stars, and just watch their life for a year. And show, show me one that you go, oh, they've really got it going together. Because they've got everything that you want. And it, 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 everything, and that that's imposing that on you, that we tend to want. Okay, let me include myself in that. Or what everybody at your school, man, where they got fame, they got money, they've got... Everything they could dream of, and they're a wreck because it doesn't satisfy. The things of this world will never satisfy you. So don't waver. Man, can I just fight for you when you go? I don't know if I can fight for myself. Come t- come, come! tell me. Man, I'm tired. I, I'm just tired. I don't know if I can keep this up. Hey, I'll, I, I, I can't control your life, but, man, I will pray for you. I will cry with you. Uh, I've got adults that will do the same thing because I know it's hard don't waver, press on, hold true, don't, don't waver. And the last one, I said there were eight words. This is not hard. to. By next week, only two of y'all know it. But press on, hold true, don't waver. And the last thing is, look up. Look up. Look here at, at verse 20. It says, but our citizens, citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Can I tell you a last point? Look up. Quit looking at the world around you going, man, it's just dark, it's tough, it's scary. Look up. Your citizenship is in heaven. If you're a, He's writing this to the, I didn't say this before, but to the church in Philippi. Paul cannot, is, is in jail, in pri- prison when he writes this le- le- letter. Duh, the le- letter has two themes in it. And let me make sure I get this right because I don't want to lie to you. That's it. Suffering and joy. That's throughout this whole letter. He's goes, you're going to suffer, you're going to struggle, it's going to be hard, it's going to be rough, it's going to be tough. But gods God is, is worth it. He is there. He is gracious. He is good. God Almighty. He is with you. And, and so it's full of joy. Look up. You know, I, I thought about this in the book of Psalms. I think from Psalm 119 to Psalm 1, 133 or 4 is, is known as the Psalms of ascent. And what, why is that? Well, if, if, and I encourage y'all, look at these Psalms on your own. Just read them and they just sort of take you up into the greatness of who God is. Psalm 121 says, I lift my eyes up to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. That's in, it's in verse 1 and 2 of, of Psalm 121. What is he saying there? He's saying, look up. When it's dark, when you're tired, look up. When you don't know what to do, look up. I'm also reminded of Hebrews chapter 12. Um, uh Verses 1 and 2, it says, uh, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run the race set before us. And then he says this. He says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despises the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of, of God. What's he saying there? Look up, man. We just we just need to look up. Let me re- remind you of this last point. If you're a, if you put your faith in Christ, you're a child of the King. You are a child of the King. Live like a child of the King, and it's going to be a fight to do that. Fight for it. It's worth it. He's worth it. The gift of His Son that He gave me, it's, it's worth it. And you're adopted as a child of God with full rights. And your citizenship is in heaven. And you are signed and sealed in Christ. And that is a good thing. So press on. Hold true. Don't waver and look up. What do I do this year? That's what you do. At school, at your homeschool co-op or in your home or wherever your homeschool group goes, um, Hand, press on, hold true, don't waver, look up. That's what you do. That's what you all do where you where you're at. Are you with me? There's a video I want you to watch uh, of a, a guy in the computer. You heard it beeping before, it might beep a little bit, right? It's not like anything bad words or anything. It's not like, It's not that. But the story of a guy that I just want you to see. Because I don't think some of you understand the potential that's in you. Uh, so this guy is named his name West, a lot like R. West, but it's a different West, not R. West. Let's see if this thing will work.
2: It was insane.
3: Whatever
0: was funny at the
3: time, whatever felt great at the time, uh, those were the kind of things that Wes was going to do.
5: Would drag porta-potties behind his Jeep, launch water balloons at his school's homecoming dance on a tennis court um, with a water balloon launcher
4: (laughs) charming like that kind of charm that's just totally irresistible everybody that met him loved him except probably some teachers along the way (laughs) maybe some law enforcement officials a letter that um, a girl that I went to high school with wrote me and just wanted to this is an example of the type of things that people would share with me the main reason I wanted to write you was to tell you a story when I got sick my sophomore year I missed seven months of school and felt very abandoned by all my friends I did get much better but as you know had to join the grade below me I was terrified and basically had no friends my first month was the worst the guys in the grade tortured me Scott and Brian, Wesley Beeson, etc., all shoved me in the halls, knocked stuff off my desk, called me fat, ugly, stupid, etc. I had made some friends, but not many. Then Wes left Briarwood. I was relieved because he had made life miserable for me.
2: I started going to church with, uh, really, it, that, that started with Ben. So I met a lot of the people in the youth group that way. Uh, But when Wes and Ian kind of came into the picture, they were a part of that student ministry as well. And so I would join with them and and, and go to church. I like to think of us as a pretty dynamic group of guys.
5: We spent a lot of time together. We talked about deep things, dumb things, got into trouble together.
1: Um, We sort of had a very similar journey. Wes was one of those kids that uh, you would have a group of students there, and you would be thinking, "Wow, I'm doing such a great job with this Bible study, and they're getting it." And you know, and then all of a sudden, there would be this unbelievably inappropriate comment that would come out of this chubby little kid, and uh, but funny. I mean, you would you would say that had to be the funniest thing I have heard in, in, in a long time. Inappropriate, but you would just lose it because he had a way of just uh, captivating a room with his presence. I mean, he he was a larger-than-life personality in a lot of ways.
5: So we all go to Student Life Camp, and uh, we're just doing, kind of going through the motions, I suppose. I mean, we're not, we're not expecting anything. We're not, we're just there to, to sort of uh, but the, I don't know, it's like the second or third night of
2: worship. God's message became clear to me, just the fact that I am a broken human being and I need God. And it just became clear. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I fell down in my seat and I thought, what on earth is happening to me? It was like I saw the beauty of Christ
5: and seeing that for the first time, sort of, I think realizing truly
3: realizing my need for a savior. We had an encounter with the Lord, and we felt like the Lord was really calling us to give everything up, and that included our friends. Um, so that included Ben and Zach. <laughs> they had to go.
5: And I walked out of that room, and I knew that this was going to have a ripple effect for the
2: rest of my life. So in one night, in one moment, God didn't just change one of us. He he changed all all of us. And so it was kind of like he was saying, you get to go through this journey together. You don't have to be alone. Yeah, I mean, he quit a lot of stuff cold turkey. We still had so much fun together. Uh, it was just a different type of fun. And we had real joy. We weren't always going around terrified of what was going to happen to us. Um,
3: well, Wes did, because he still did some stupid stuff after he became a believer. And he just began to focus on the lord didn't mean that everything changed overnight it wasn't that um by any means Uh, didn't mean that he never struggled again um but but he stayed focused um whatever his mind was fixed on had changed and that changed everything
1: his priorities was to make christ known and uh to enjoy what all Christ was doing in his life, and yet he was constantly looking at at the old West and how he had influenced people then and wanting to uh, uh, permeate that world with what he knew about Christ to bring them along.
4: A little while later, I heard that he had become a Christian and that his life had totally turned around. Since I hadn't seen him, I didn't believe it all. And if anyone had asked me, I would say I hated him. Then one day when Abby, who was friends with Wes, and I were at the gym, we saw Wes. And Abby went over to talk to him. In a few minutes, he came over to me and looked me straight in the eye. He told me he was so sorry for the way he had treated me. He asked for my forgiveness, and the boy was just so honest and humble, it brings tears to my eyes to this day.
3: The biggest change, I would say, would be what occupied his mind, his motive for doing things. Uh, he began he understood what the Lord had done. Uh, and he wasn't focused on himself
2: anymore. So we're in this whole classroom. Wes is sitting in front of us, and Ian and Ben and I are kind of sitting <clears throat> right behind him. And he starts getting real emotional uh and turns around to us. He says, Hey, I have something I need to tell you. And we're like, Okay. Um he said, I just want you guys to know that I love you and that everything is going to be okay. And so I didn't really know how to take it. You know, none of us knew how to take it. We're like, okay, yeah, you're right. You know, yeah, it is going to be okay. And we thought it was kind of in the moment thing. He was, he was, he was moved. He felt like he needed to say it we didn't really know what that was for
4: he was reaching down for his cell phone which i think had fallen between the seats or under the seat to try to call jim and beverly to let them know that we were about 45 minutes away and so he when he was reaching the phone he turned to me and asked if i would um steer at the wheel while he was reaching for that and so just in that whole transaction of like uneven lanes and me taking the wheel and him getting reaching for the cell phone we just lost control of the car and it spun three times and flipped three times on the interstate and um i mean he was killed instantly
2: He began to share the gospel with the people at the funeral, um, and saying, "You know, this is this is what Wes stood for. This is what he would want. This is this echoes the life that he lived, and all that stuff." And he kind of he kind of asked if there was anybody who who didn't know Jesus, if they wanted to know Jesus, then
1: because that could be the greatest honor to Wes's life. I just wanted to I wanted the funeral to glorify Christ and not deify Wes. I don't know if that makes sense because it would be a tragedy if if Christ were not the 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 focus of every conversation that is made about Wes.
4: You assumed and knew that his that his life had touched so many other people But to just see everybody gathered together is just was totally overwhelming.
1: Like I said, Wes never was an angel, but uh, he lived a life that ultimately pointed everyone to Christ.
2: I remember looking back in the sanctuary and seeing people very emotional and seeing them going through some things and seeing that same transformation start taking place in their lives that took place for all of us at Covenant College, I started seeing those same reactions to people.
1: And that's why I always just point out, it wasn't Wes's death that had the impact. It was his life. Make no mistake about it. It was the way um, that Christ was revealed as he lived and breathed.
4: Two weeks later, I was on my mission trip to the Philippines. On our way home, Hava, who had gone to Bolivia, told me Wes had died. God is so wonderful because not only did he turn Wes's life around, but he allowed me to see him that one last time. To this day, his is the most powerful and poignant testimonies of grace, forgiveness, and humility. He made such an impact on me, and I only wish I could thank him. I'll have to wait till heaven.
3: I'm sure I'm going to end up in heaven, That's- I'm I'm excited just I know I know the Lord I know that um, I'm a Christian and that um, it's it's I try to make it my life and not through good works but I know that I have the struggle in me and I know that that I have asked Jesus into my heart and that that uh, I I see him at work all the time just in my life just through my conscience and um, situations there's the, the biggest way I learn is through situational like learning like the way God just shows up in situations and um, I'm a, I'm 100 sure I'm going to heaven. I'm excited about it.
0: Whoa, sort of a a heavy sort of a thing to end on. But let, let me share this. What I like is the phrase they say: "It's not the fact." Uh, Christ wasn't just glorified in His death; He was glorified in His life. Uh, I, I just want y'all to get this point: you understand the people that you yourself impact every day, whether you're living for Christ or you're not living for Christ. You impact people every day. This is sort of a, you know, a new year. It's a, it's a, it's the school year for a student. This is the uh, a new year. You're starting fresh. At school, whether it's being you're in the ninth grade now or 10th grade or what, whatever, this is your your new year what what's it going to be like this year because you're impacting people every day. Press on, hold true, don't waver and look up. Let's pray, dear God, I thank you so much for everybody here. I, th- I thank you for your word uh, that is so powerful in our lives. We thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus, Lord, that while we are all yet sinners, that that you sent him uh, to give us hope when we had no hope. And Lord, may we put our faith in him. May we trust him with our lives every day. May we talk about him, uh, where we go, whether it's our homes or schools or among our friends. Uh, And may we give you glory with our lives and not forget the impact you want to make and use us for. Thank you for each one here and Lord I ask that you bless them everybody for your honor and glory. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Alright. Y'all have a great week. Sign up on the small group stuff and and whatnot, and the movie night's next week.